0: Time to play with pain, where sports and inaccuracy collide.
1: Now, here's your host, veteran sportscaster, and the voice of the International Speed Fishing Championships, Jet Waterhouse. Ah, Brother, man, oh man, oh man. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest today, Fox Sports stalwart. And brand new dad, Dan Byer. Dan going to join us in a sec for the first ever Play With Pain Nasty 9. Nine questions that feel like torture. But first, time for the Waterhouse Update brought to you by Pentecostco. Save money and your soul at Pentacostco. NBA playoffs. Fan behavior worse than the refund line at Firefest. Spitting, throwing popcorn, running past security. Sounds like a strip club in Omaha. Jazz up 3 1. 59 year old Mike Conley, like a casket salesman who's seen your chest x rays. He just keeps coming at you. The Knicks down 3 1. Playing gutty, some advice. Less gutty, more smarty. Clips, maps, all road wins like bored husbands. They do better in each other's homes. That wrap up sponsored by Observeza, the beer that's good for your eyes. America's pastime. No, not arguing uselessly about masks. Baseball. Tap up a hotter than Guy Fieri's sweat glands. The White Sox, so excited, Random shootings have ebbed. The Mets in first place, said Mayor de Blasio. In baseball? That item sponsored by Meatheads, the dating site for idiots. And finally, this week in sports history, the year 1943. The place, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pirates, Rip Sewell, Patton's blooper ball pitch called the Ephus pitch. On his way to twenty wins, sounds impressive. But remember, in nineteen forty-three, most able-bodied American men were off fighting World War II. Lepers were playing professional baseball. There's a line shot that took his hand off, literally. This waterhouse update brought to you by uh, Tingles. There we go, Tingles. The potato chip that comes in a can shaped like a dildo. Now, finally, it's talk time. My guest today, fast rising golden throat at Fox Sports and a brand new dad for whom sleep is a distant memory. Dan Byer, Dan, how are you today? I understand you had a rough night with Brody. Uh, Chet.
0: Yeah, Chet. It was a a rough one. But like those uh, those Pittsburgh Pirates, you always try to bounce back. Uh, We will try to navigate through this. It is June 1st. It is Dairy Month. So that should get me through. Yes,
1: that's true. Another Badger boy right there. Hey, (laughs) why? uh, Why mess around? Let's dive right into the nasty nine. We'll lead off with a couple of Badger questions. Starting off with the biggie. Aaron Rodgers in the immortal words of the clash. Should I stay or should I go? What's going on in Green Bay?
0: Uh, pure chaos in a situation that I don't think many people think is going to be resolved. And Chet, I know Packer fans aren't going to want to hear this, but I actually think green Bay should trade Aaron Rodgers just for the simple fact of you are cutting your losses. There's a real distinct possibility that he doesn't come back at all. And now you're sitting there with nothing in return. He's floated the Jeopardy thing out there. He's been in Hawaii with his fiance. If you're Brian Gutekunst, are you willing to just let Aaron Rodgers ride off into the sunset? He's a different cat. He's a different personality. I think he'd be willing to do that. If I'm Green Bay, I want to run my team. I don't want Aaron Rodgers running my team. I would make a move and at least try to get something in return before Rodgers just walks away on his own.
1: Could he possibly play but decide to play poorly. <laughs> <laughs> that That is a really good point, Chet. And
0: I actually think it does open up something else. Is if you give in to Aaron Rodgers now, what's to say it's not the next thing that comes up that Aaron Rodgers isn't happy about? And when you look at the constants of what is upheaval in the National Football League, specifically with the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers not happy with, The talent that they didn't use a first-round pick on wide receivers, wasn't happy with Mike McCarthy. Now he's not happy with Brian Gutekunst. Aaron Rodgers seems to be the constant of unhappiness there. So it seems to me that maybe he's more of the problem than he may
1: actually realize. He is the overcast sky right now that hangs over Green Bay. Ten oh months God. out of the year, although he does have the skill level to play below his ability, but just above Jordan Love's ability. <laughs> Sponsored by Antique Fajitas, the zesty, disorganized fajitas. Question number two, Dan Byer. Bucks hotter than Emma Stone in a black and white corset. Can they get past Philly and or Brooklyn, especially with Joel Embiid gone, they have a chance here, but up next, probably Brooklyn. Can they do it? I actually think they have a really, really good chance. The Bucs are a
0: different team than they were a year ago. Unlike the Clippers, and I know the Clippers have, have even things up with the Mavericks, but the Clippers seem to want to avoid the Lakers in the playoffs, and I think that the Bucs actually embraced playing the Miami Heat. They wanted the Miami yeah. Heat in the first round to erase what happened a year ago. And then we see what happened. They're the only first-round team to get a sweep in the NBA playoffs. So the Bucks are off and running. The... Bucks also don't have Eric Bledsoe, which is a good thing. They have Drew Holiday, which is a good thing. Yeah. P.J. Tucker came out on the series against the Miami Heat. Bobby Portis is great off the bench. It's those sort of subtractions and additions that make the Bucks a completely different team. The good news about them is nobody really cares about them, so they don't watch them. So they just take their uh, beliefs and perceptions of what happened a year ago. But they really do have a legitimate shot at uh, taking down Brooklyn and beating Philadelphia, if that's when that the bracket falls out.
1: Man, oh, man, from your lips to a Vince Lombardi's ear. Sponsored by Advocats. Finally, cats who'll fight for you. Question number three. <laughs> Lakers and Phoenix in a dogfight worthy of a Costco run on toilet paper. Which aging Buddha of hoops wins this series, LeBron or Chris Paul? They're both hobbled. By injuries, but both uh, fighting through them and playing and clearly, especially with Anthony Davis down, uh, yeah. it's going to come down to these two.
0: Seriously, it's last man standing.
1: And, and that's the thing is, as much as I want to
0: count the Lakers out because they don't have Anthony Davis for uh, the foreseeable future. There is no guarantee that Chris Paul makes it through this series healthy since he's already not been healthy in this series and that's the the MO of all of this somewhere I wonder and I just wonder if LeBron James is maybe relishing this in the back of his mind sure. I know it's not the same old LeBron James but maybe if he's the one to carry them past Phoenix and AD is able to be back in the in the next round, it'll give LeBron even more ammunition. But as much as I would like to put the Suns after the great performance that they had in Game 4 past the, the Lakers and say everything is good, I don't think that there's any guarantee that they win this series just basically because – Chris Paul's health is about the same as Anthony Davis. You just have no idea what you're going to get, especially in the playoffs. And that's the one thing that's holding me back from, from thinking that Phoenix is going to be able to advance. I don't know if Chris Paul is going to be there for the next three games because he was hampered in the early games that we saw they played with, uh, with a limited Chris Paul.
1: Right. And LeBron, uh, he made a move the other night. Uh, even with all his injuries and his age and everything, that was like a Neil Pert drum solo. You had to slow it down, watch it five <laughs> times, and then go, nope, that wasn't traveling. It was amazing. He literally started somewhere at half court, and then he kind of fretted, stared his way through, and somehow he wound up with an easy layup. So he is still capable. I, I agree with you. That is not a series I'd want to call just yet. Sponsored, incidentally, by Exasperilla. The soda that tests your patience. Question number four. Brooklyn Nets can turn it on and off like Leonardo DiCaprio at a Park City Hooters. Are they the front runner for the NBA title?
0: Uh, No. And has there been a team this good that nobody has cared about? You know, it's amazing. The the lasting image that that I get from the NBA playoffs is is the, the fans of the New York Knicks, which made me think. (laughs) <laughs> Brooklyn has arguably the greatest trio that we have ever seen in NBA history come together, and nobody in that city really cares. And, and that's like the biggest takeaway all of this is if the Nets end up winning the title, which I to answer your question, I don't think that they will. But if they do, how many fans are actually going to be like, thank goodness the Brooklyn Nets won Probably about eight of them. Like, that's all that we've got with the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant said that he didn't want to be the savior of the Knicks and save Madison Square Garden when he joined Brooklyn in free agency. And, and he's don't not. Don't worry, Kevin. Yeah, don't worry. That problem is taken care of. Right. Uh, if the Nets end up winning, which I don't think they will, I just I, – I don't know a Brooklyn Nets fan. I, I have never met a Brooklyn Nets fan said so that's my team. And that's why I feel like they're the, the, the least – the least important team with possibly the best trio we've ever seen.
1: Oh, the ghost of the Brooklyn Dodgers will haunt you forever. Who do you think's going to take it, Dan, if you don't think Brooklyn's going to
0: take it? I really think Milwaukee does have a decent chance. And I'll say this. I give respect to Philadelphia, despite the hiccup that they had in in game four. I believe that Philadelphia is a different team, like Milwaukee is a different team. I think the NBA champion comes from the Eastern Conference. And so I think Milwaukee beats Brooklyn, and and I think I'll I'll pick the Bucks to win it. It's, it's it's been my pick, and for the first four games of the playoffs, they've proven that they are a championship caliber team. Now, as things move on, it gets tougher. I just don't know how Brooklyn's going to stop them offensively. And I think that the Bucks will have some defense. You're not going to stop Kevin Durant, but you could stop Kyrie Irving or at least try to slow him down or James Harden. That's where I think the Bucks' success is. But if any of those three teams make it to the NBA Finals. I think they will be the favorite over a team from the West that includes the Lakers. And that does include the LA Clippers.
1: That uh, is the cheese, curds and Paps beer talking right there, my friend. Mm. sponsored <laughs> by Holland oats oats from Holland. Question number five, (laughs) 135K visit Indy for the 500, exactly seven masks. I guess we're running with this whole thing that it's over. Helio Castroneves, is he 80? Am I nuts? Do I remember him racing with Emerson Fittipaldi and joking Rint? Didn't he do that? He wins his fourth that's insane. And is this a sport, as exciting as it is, that may have peaked? Have we seen the end of Formula One as we knew it? In an ex- It's an exciting heyday. I, I think I'll say this.
0: I think envy may have peaked to the general fan about 20 years ago. Yeah. I think Formula 1 when you see them drive on the on the road courses, yeah, that's a different animal. That seems to be to be growing a bit. I don't think that it's a bad thing that Elio Castroneves won the Indy 500 just for the simple fact of all these old guys winning things.
1: Yeah. That's so nice. Michael
0: Mickelson coming off of winning a PGA at 50 being the oldest, uh Castroneves wins his fourth and well, the first time since 2009 in doing that. I it's funny because Even in this COVID world, and this may be a stretch when we try to connect dots, but when we try to get back to normalcy, maybe it feels a little bit better that guys who were winning pre-COVID or even before that are winning again, and it gets us a little bit back to normalcy. Again, that may be a bit of a stretch, but I do think that it is kind of neat to see the Phil Mickelsons of the world, the Elio Castroneves of the world, win those marquee events.
1: You know what? I think there's something in the Lipitor that they're not telling us about sponsored by no play the only yogurt with canceled cultures question number six speaking of phil mickelson looking chiseled which of course means steroids right i mean can he knock off one or two more wins here clearly he's been working out he's not as pudgy as he used to be he's in shape for phil he's looking great yeah and like you say, the old guys are getting momentum. If they get momentum, there may be no stopping them. Does he have another major or two left in him? I, I think that's a lot to ask. There is optimism at Torrey Pines,
0: uh, where he's a Southern California native from San Diego, and that's where they're going to be playing the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. Maybe not the the course that that he has loved as much, even though his history of a, a long time and always playing at Torrey Pines. I think it's a lot to ask. Even when Tiger won the Masters, I laughed and people said he got master major number fifteen and then they already put him past Jack Nicholas at nineteen. Like look at yeah. what it took for him to just get one. And I think it's the same thing with Phil Mickelson, who said that one of the keys for him being in the shape that he is is fasting for thirty-six hours a week. So that that I fast for thirty six minutes. Usually between snap snacks and a nap is involved. That's usually what I what I fast. do. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I'm up and at them. Let's wake up. Let's have some more almonds or uh, chips. Phil's done it for thirty six hours. Says he does this, uh, does it every week. I think that's helped him and going to help him. However, I just think it's a lot to ask to to, to win another major and put that magic in a can and. and Transport it for another month at a, at another uh, Grand Slam event. I think it's just too much to ask. I think I think yeah. he's, he probably stays at six for his career.
1: But what fun it was in the PGA! So you're saying no hope for Ray Floyd? Sponsored <laughs> by Estrogen, the estrogen for men, and I think we might have a new chat sponsor: NapFast. <laughs> get a nap and lose weight with nap fast question number seven is this already playoff baseball here on the west coast it's ridiculous giants dodgers padres all going at each other like drunk brothers at a family reunion Jart's pit these guys are crazy i think this could last the entire rest of the season never separated by more than three games what do you think
0: yeah, especially with the way that Arizona and Colorado play. I think that the uh, those top three teams in that division will, will beat up on them. It's amazing just even as a whole, chat to see how baseball's regular season has actually been more interesting than the NBA's regular season that they had this past year. I can't even remember one thing outside of maybe saying Steph Curry was the MVP from the NBA regular season that I can remember. But this Major League Baseball season where we're yeah. only 50 games in and, and two months in, I'm remembering Fernando Tatis homering. I'm remembering him getting injured. I'm remembering him homering again. I'm remembering pitchers uh, having uh, maybe doctoring baseballs. I'm remembering Shohei Otani pitching. I'm remembering him batting. And now, as you mentioned, now we have an actual race in the NL West where the Dodgers have had ownership of the division for uh, about the last decade. And now you actually have some competition. You know the Giants and Dodgers hate each other. The, the, those fan bases can't stand each other. And now you put the Padres into the mix. Yeah, I think you're going to see it. And, and as I mentioned, the Diamondbacks-Rockies thing is you're going to be playing those two teams a lot, and, yeah. and you're going to be playing those teams down the stretch, so those teams are going to keep on winning. So I think you're going to see this. San Francisco taking a bunch of the Dodgers yeah. after, after losing a series uh, in San Francisco a couple of weeks prior
1: showed a lot. Yeah, you're going to have a three-team race in the NL West. It's going to be fun out here in the West. Sponsored, incidentally, oh, by a throwbacks, the e-cigarette, you light with a match. Question number eight, French Open. It's either talk about this or talk about soccer. So let's talk about this because I don't know anything about (laughs) soccer. Seriously, Naomi Osaka withdraws because she has a legit anxiety About uh, fielding these questions after every match. And let's be honest, even in tennis, even the highbrow sport of tennis, the questions are going to be stupid tennis questions that they ask after every match. Uh, Would McEnroe or Nastasi or Connors have put up with this? Uh, kind of behavior from the officials of the tournament, pressuring them to have to go to these things. They would just walk out and yeah. you would never hear about it. They would just not do it. So why you're are talk- they pressuring Osaka?
0: You're talking to, you're talking to someone who's, who's probably got quite a bias in all of this. And that's a member of the media because it's the media who are the ones are that, that are, were kind of in the, in the crosshairs of her original comments. Uh I, I wish the best to her, and I think everybody else does, it, Where as she tries to uh, get help for the problems that she has. I think your first statement when she came out of not speaking to the media and saying to what you said, Chad, of answering the same questions over and over, that is nothing new. That didn't just come to tennis in 2021 True. or come to the top players. That has basically been the media uh, for, as, for as long as you can remember. Entities trying to get the soundbite that they need to put together for their sportscast. Media is there to, to try to take that information and to take all that stuff from the French Open and distribute it to the masses. And, and, and that's what media is. And Naomi Osaka is not the first person to not be happy with the media. And she's not the first athlete to not want to talk to the media after a loss. I couldn't imagine having to field questions about a crappy day at work But I understand that that it doesn't necessarily come with the territory in my business, but it does there. Now, I don't think that the Grand Slam officials and the French Open officials were were right in how they handled things. By the way, they didn't take questions after making the statement that Osaka (laughs) ended up withdrawing. The point being is this, is I hope Naomi Osaka gets the help that she needs. And I think all of us do. I just don't think that there's a big of a problem with how the media is set up. Uh, whether it be a tennis Grand Slam event or any Grand Slam event, I don't think that that was the battle that
1: she needed to uh, to try to fight. Gotcha. Sponsored by Incognito. You'd never guess we're plumbers. And finally, question number nine. What's harder, climbing the vicious ladder at Fox Sports or getting up for a 3 a.m. feeding of Brody? I, I have never been more
0: tired in my entire life than <laughs> I have over these last five weeks I don't know what idiot I thought I was and thinking what getting up in the middle of the night and feedings would be uh Chet I honestly thought I would get up baby would be hungry and I'd watch <laughs> diners driving some dives for an sure. hour while he sat quietly in my arms with a bottle in my hand that is not the case it is fart fest 2021 at about 2 <laughs> 30 in the morning nonstop. and then you know what we do it again at 4:20 in the morning. So it's just it's over and over and over again. Bless my wife who is uh taking a taking a a big part of this as well, but uh yeah. You mentioned the Nets no sleep till Brooklyn's the motto in this house right now. <laughs> There you go. Sponsored by
1: OCDC, the most meticulous ACDC cover band ever. My guest today, the amazing Dan Byer, working on 33 minutes of sleep based on young Brody's crying. And that's uh, that's over three days, 33 minutes. It's like a cricket match at the buyer's house. It never ends. Where can we find you, Dan? And where do we hear you? Where do we see you? I'll let the folks know. Oh, I've got a lot of stuff for you.
0: Fox Sports Radio, you can hear me on the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. And then on Sundays, Fox Sports Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern time, 2 Pacific, is me and NFL vet George Reister uh, chop it up for three hours. And I'm going to throw it out there right now. Our fantasy football podcast, getting ready for the second straight year. I want your pledge with me and Mike Harmon coming up uh, just in a couple of months. As footballs around the corner, so you can check me out in all those places.
1: Wow, we're gonna have to hook you up with a guest I had a couple of weeks ago, Dan Charchian out of Minneapolis Sports Guy. Oh got yeah, he's got his own like uh, his own fan uh, webcast, uh, his own league, the Guillotine League. It's called. It's yes, crazy.
0: yes. I'm excited to meet him because I know Paul Charchian, who was probably the one that he spoke with. Chats. Paul
1: Charchian, yes. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, you'd be surprised how easily I can mix these guests up. You're, you're, you're lucky, I I didn't Paul you, lucky I didn't call you Jackie Cation, the comedian. Uh, that's how scrambled my brain is, and I don't even have a kid here. Dan Byer, thank you so much for coming on. Chet, it's my pleasure. Anytime. Follow me on Twitter at Chet Waterhouse and my comedian buddy at real Jeff Cesario and uh, me and the great Adam Felber are going to be doing a, 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 a simulcast on the hot mic app of a uh, game four, a uh, no game of uh, whatever game they're going to run Sunday at 4 p.m. in the NBA playoffs. The 4 p.m. game is the game that we're calling on the hot mic app. You got to get this hot mic app. And we're having so much fun. Amazing technology. You hold your phone up to the screen, syncs you right up. It's crazy. Listen, uh, so go check that out. Sponsored by Stupidos, really small bathing suits. For really dumb guys, this is Chet Waterhouse reminding you to play with pain.